Welcome to this episode of the We Travel There podcast. We're in Auburn, Alabama with my good friend Connie Pearson of ThereGoesConnie.com. And she's the author of 100 Things to Do in Auburn, Alabama Before You Die by Reedy Press. Connie's an Alabama native and frequents Auburn regularly to visit friends and family. Two of her kids even graduated from Auburn University, and she loves how there's always something fun and interesting to do there. In this episode, we talk about celebrating victories at Toomer's Corner, hiking around Chihuahua State Park, and going back in time for Syrup Sopping Day. You hear about these three amazing experiences and so much more. If you know someone interested in visiting Alabama, I'd love it if you shared this episode with them. The show notes and our one-page guide to Connie's tips are available at wetravelthere.com forward slash Auburn. Now let's get started. The We Travel There podcast helps you travel like a local by interviewing guests from around the world to uncover the hidden gems of their city by finding out the best things to do, eat, drink, and see from a local's point of view. We love using hotel points to save money on travel, but figuring out the best hotel redemptions can be challenging. That's why we use Aways to research our trips. Aways was created to help bridge the gap between travelers and their loyalty programs. It takes the guesswork out of travel hacking by comparing cash and points prices for all the major hotel brands and destinations across the world, including this week's city. Sign up now at wetravelthere.com forward slash Aways or use the promo code LEE2023 at Aways.com to get $20 off your subscription. In early 2024, they're also launching flights so you can see live miles versus cash price comparisons on airline travel. If you join before the flights program launches, you'll get access to the program where it goes live free for no additional cost. Remember to use the promo code LEAD2023 to get $20 off your subscription. Hey, Connie, welcome to the show. Well, hi, Lee. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing great. And it's, it's so awesome to have you back on the show. I've learned so much from you from the, the last episode. And, and today we're actually talking about, for, for college people you know that love college football and everything like that, we're talking about a city that I think everybody across the nation knows, uh, Auburn, Alabama. Well, I hope so. And I hope it'll get even better as the next few years go along. <laughs> well, I will say moving to the South from, from California, you know, obviously we had our, our teams and everything, but moving here, like you have to have a team. Yes. And if it's not from the SEC, there's going to be problems. Well, or that people just won't talk to you. It's just no use. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just stick with the big ones. <laughs> oh, for sure. For sure. Well, anyways, yeah. So I know that you live in Alabama, but I'm not sure exactly where Auburn is within the state. And what's your connection to the city? It's in the southeast corner of the state. It's below Montgomery. And I live in North Alabama. But I graduated from Auburn the same day that Pat Sullivan graduated from Auburn, who was our first Heisman Trophy winner. Now, that doesn't mean we walked across the stage hand in hand or anything like that. It's just that our names were in the program the same day. And so you can kind of date me by that. (laughs) But my husband and I both graduated from Auburn. Actually, I was in school in Birmingham and then met the world's best-looking veterinary student named Steve Pearson. And, of course, he was in school at Auburn. And we fell in love and got married and started our lives in Auburn. Two of our children graduated from Auburn. And we have family members who live there. We have friends who live there. We visit as often as we can. And there's always something to do or something new to learn or some great places to eat. So Auburn energizes us every time we go to visit. Yeah, that is so amazing. I mean, it's I went to a couple of different colleges, you know, for my my bachelor's and master's and we never had football teams, you know, so I missed out 
the whole experience of being able to just, I see the videos and I see, you know, the pictures of just stadium filled of like raucous fans that are jumping around and, and hooting and hollering and everything like that. And I think I really missed out on, on some of that major experience of, of having that college football life. We are just passionate. I mean, not just Auburn people, but Auburn people really are passionate and we're loyal. I think because we've lost so much, <laughs> we, we just say it develops character. So we just, we're just Auburn people no matter what. Sure, sure. So, okay. So you spent obviously some of your formative years there, you know, during college, you know, you, you met your husband, you started a family and, and everything like that. If you had to describe like the people or the city in just a couple words, how would you do that? Well, I would, I would say vibrant for sure because it is a very energizing place. Maybe it's because there's so many young people and they're so smart. I mean, you have to have a pretty good ACT score to even be considered for admittance there. And they're they're coming from all over the world. And there's new buildings going up all the time. It's just fresh. And the young people are just good looking and, and bright. And it just makes makes you feel good to go and see the place like that. And my husband's brother and his wife relocated there, retired there, live 10 minute walk from Tumor's Corner. And they, uh, we love to go walking with them around the campus and just seeing all the places that they see, but it's, it's just lively and vibrant. That is so cool. Okay. So if people wanted to actually come visit Auburn, uh, how do they do that? You know, I, mean, I know it's kind of like a smaller college town. Is there an airport nearby or do we fly into like a bigger city and then drive over there? Well, of course, Atlanta, you know, the Hartsfield Jackson Atlanta airport is only an hour and a half away from Auburn and it's a major hub for Delta. Montgomery Regional Airport's less than an hour. And uh, they have American and Delta flights. And Birmingham is a couple of hours away. It has Delta, American, and Southwest. So those would be the best places, Birmingham, Montgomery, or Atlanta. Okay. So I guess it kind of depends on what your favorite airline is and like where you're flying from and, and those type of things as far as, as far as figuring out which airport to fly to. And then from those airports, do we rent a car or are there shuttle services or like public transportation? How do we get from those airports to Auburn. Okay. Well, this is not a public transportation kind of place. You can get, there's something called groom, G-R-O-O-M-E transportation that goes back and forth between Auburn and Atlanta. Or uh, of course you can get an Uber or Lyft, but I would say renting a car is the best idea. It's easy to park in town unless you're on the, for a football Saturday game day, but otherwise parking is easy at the hotels and Places like that. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. And so, speaking of hotels, like one of the things I love about you know some of these smaller cities is like you know, just like these really unique boutique hotels that kind of encapsulate like some of the the, the character of, of the cities and those type of things. What do you recommend as far as the places to stay? Well, if you can stay at the hotel at Auburn University, it's a four diamond property. It's right in the center of everything. Of course, it's all decorated in orange and blue, and it uh, has great restaurants on site. But it's easy walking to the football and basketball, everything that you would want to do in town. There are also some nice bed and breakfast. The Crenshaw House bed and breakfast is just right across the railroad tracks. It's an easy walk also to the center of the action. But we have brands. If you're looking, if you've got loyalty points or 
for any of the different hotel brands than Auburn and Opelika. And I consider Auburn and Opelika pretty much synonymous. Opelika is kind of the smaller sister city. Auburn is what has the university, but Opelika supports everything in Auburn very well. We've got the Holiday Inn Express and Suites. We've got Staybridge Suites, the Avid Hotel. All of those are IHG brands. We have the Hilton Garden Inn, the Hampton Inn and Suites, True by Hilton, Home Two Suites. With Marriott, we have the Courtyard by Marriott, Town Place Suites, or the fabulous Auburn Marriott Opelika Resort and Spa at the Grand National Golf Course. And that's an outstanding place to stay. Oh, fantastic. Yeah, and like I think you said, like the, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure the population surges, you know, on game day, you know, during the fall and everything like that. And, you know, I'm, I'm huge on, on using, you know, hotel points for, for my stays. I think the, the price is really pr- probably jack up when, when it's game day, right? And that'd be a great opportunity to use your, your points. Because the point values don't fluctuate too much generally. And so you're probably going to get really great value using your points to stay at a hotel versus using cash on those weekends. Right. Well, and if the price is jacked up too much, then I would recommend staying in Montgomery, which is a short drive, or Columbus, Georgia is very close. But you can still stay in those different brands and maybe not pay the extra price. Oh, sure. That makes a lot of sense. And like you said, like if it's like an hour away, I mean, it's really not that bad right. of, a, of a drive to be able to go and avoid those really high prices and everything. So obviously, we've talked a lot about, about the football, uh, and we'll talk a little bit more about that as well. But I know you actually wrote a book about 100 things to do in Auburn. So football kind of dominates the, the, the environment there, uh, as well as other sports with the college. But there's so much other things to do for visitors that maybe you know, those get overshadowed a little bit by the college sports aspect of things. There are times when Auburn is not at its best in its sporting events. And so you have to think there are so many more things to do in Auburn besides just go to a football or a basketball game because we do lose sometimes. But one of the favorite things, Auburn has become a foodie destination like you would not believe. We have the new... Tony and Liberane Culinary Science Center that is busy training the next chefs that I'm sure will go all over the world. They use the word world-class to describe everything about this Culinary Science Center. You can go in and have a seven-course chef-curated dinner. I mean, everything about it is just stellar. They're teaching all those students about the very best service, about how to to set the table, how to make you feel special with everything. There's even a hotel associated with the Culinary Science Center. So the students can really learn everything about the hospitality industry. Or you can do something, I say you can have uh, cuisine from the uh, sublime to the ridiculous. You could go to Sheila C.'s Burger Barn and have uh, burger drippings down your elbows because it's so juicy and moist and homemade goodness. So so you've got all of these. You've got a lot of restaurants with Auburn people connections, like Niffers. The girl who started Niffers was a member of the swim team. She loved Auburn. And she came back and created this great burger place that and she names them after some of the famous people. Like you've got the Rob Bramlett, the Bramlett Burger. He was our announcer. 
He and his wife were sadly killed in a car wreck, but she has a Bramlett burger. She's got, you know, a Pat Sullivan burger and different things like that because she loved the town so much and all the connections. Or Guthrie's. You might think of other places when you think of chicken fingers, but Guthrie's was actually the very first chicken finger only restaurant. And so they're very proud of that fact. Or we have barbecue with bow and arrow or country's barbecue or Chuck's barbecue. Sunday brunch is great with some of these upscale restaurants. Lucy's is one of my favorites. Or elevated cuisine. Now, David Bancroft has two restaurants in town. He's a wonderful chef and restaurant owner. He um, owns Acre, a lot of farm-to-table things there. There's Cafe 123. There's Hamilton's, The Depot, or Botanic. The lady who started Chicken Salad Chick in Auburn years ago, I think it was 2008, you know, that grew to a hundreds of franchises and she sold the chicken salad chick business and now she and her current husband have a place called botanic in opelika and they combine horticulture because they've got a greenhouse garden center all this a beautiful lake with elevated cuisine so that is a place you must stop or you got to love this there's a place in downtown auburn called the irritable bow B-A-O. Yes, that's the name of this place. But it is so popular with students. It has Chinese cuisine. And the man who owns it grew up in Auburn. He spent time in China doing humanitarian work for about eight years, fell in love with a Chinese girl there, learned to love the food in her home, and now has is reproducing that in Auburn, and the students are going crazy with it. They're not just eating burgers and chicken fingers anymore. They're really <laughs> going to this this bow and Chinese dumpling place. And the line just forms all down the sidewalk every time it's open. So that's gotten to be a must, must see. That's fantastic. Because, uh, you know, I mean, I'll say, coming from California and everything, you think of like, the, oh, you think of the South. Oh, it's like... It's like grits and, and barbecue and, and biscuits and those type of things. But it's amazing in some of these smaller cities like this that there's such a variety of food. Like you said, it really is like a foodie destination more than just the, the staples that you think of when you think of like Southern living. Well, but don't forget, we can get some of Bo Jackson's favorite fried chicken if you go to Panny G's Kitchen. So there is still that for sure. But I think it's because we're attracting students from all over the world that we're also getting these other cuisines. Absolutely. It's like you're sharing your best, but they're, they're also bringing their best uh, to you as well. So it's like it's, a, it's like a cultural exchange there for sure. Now, you mentioned like all these amazing food things and my pants are like getting a little tight. <laughs> are you hearing about it all? Thinking about it? Like, I think I'm getting calories through the microphone here, you know? So, uh, so we got to talk about some of the things to do when, when we're there in Auburn. So that way I can, I can work off some of this food that I'm, I'm, I'm ready to go eat and chow down on. So like you mentioned earlier, obviously football is a big thing. Uh, I guess we would go to Jordan Hare stadium for the football games, right? Yes. But you pronounce it Jordan. Jordan, oh, Jordan. Hare. Okay. Yeah. Ralph Shug Jordan was the coach. And of course, Neville Arena. Oh, Bruce Pearl has created this atmosphere for home basketball games that's like none other. We call it the jungle. And the students, of course, arrive hours before 
tip off because they're trying to get some of the coveted seats. But that's a great experience. But, you know, even girls volleyball will draw a crowd with Auburn and they'll have the cheerleaders and they'll have Albie, the mascot there. But it's also the whole town has a lot of recreational opportunities. I mean, you can do pickleball, you can do skateboarding, you can do mountain biking out at Chihuahua, you can do archery, volleyball, tennis, but they have a lot of parks in town that are great for dog walking, great for families. It has a huge amount of recreational opportunities in the town. That's awesome. I want to get to that in a second. You mentioned Tumor's Corner earlier, and I think that I've heard of it kind of in passing, and I've kind of forgotten the story of it, but I think that's a place where you go after like Auburn football victories, right? Is that what it is? Exactly. Tumor's Drugs is actually on the corner that kind of joins the between the town and the campus. It's where That's where the town and the campus come together. It's right here in this intersection of Magnolia and College Street. And there were some oak trees planted years ago. I think it was in maybe 1972, somewhere like that, that one of our football players bragged when we were going to play Alabama that we're going to beat the number two out of them. Well, because they were number two in the rankings at that time. Okay. <laughs> okay. So people took nice that. Nice double entendre, that, right? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so people took that a little bit, you know, far. And after we did beat them, then they all took rolls of toilet paper out to those trees and started throwing the toilet paper up in the trees <laughs> because we beat the number two out of Alabama. So that became a big tradition. So since that time, after a big victory, whether it's basketball or volleyball or but especially with football, people go to Tumor's Corner to roll the trees. Now, after the 2010 Iron Bowl, when Auburn won, and it was the Cam Newton time, a very disgruntled Alabama fan came in and poisoned those trees. I remember that story. Yes. That was big news. And they tried unsuccessfully to keep those trees alive and ended up having to take out, because the soil was just contaminated with this poison that used. But anyway, they have planted new trees. And this year, the students are allowed to come back and roll the new trees. They're finally secure enough in their new environment that they can do that again. So it's a great place for us. Absolutely. So, I mean, I, I'm, I heard about that story. I wasn't sure what happened after the after you know, all that mess with uh, with that disgruntled fan. And I'm glad to hear that they've recovered the soil and they've been able to plant new trees. Sad that they weren't able to to save the old ones, but at least they were able to start that tradition anew with uh, with fresh trees. Now, you mentioned earlier, and I'm going to say this wrong, probably uh, Chukla Park, Chihuahua. Chihuahua. Okay. So, what what is a Chihuahua Park? Oh, it's a beautiful park for hiking. It's really become very famous for mountain bikers who love to go there. It's great for camping, great for picnicking. It's not very far at all from campus, but it's just a beautiful place to go for recreation, for hiking. Oh, that's fantastic. Now, maybe, you know, if you want a little something a little higher end, you know, a little bit more culture and those type of things, I I guess there's like a, a nice museum there and then also performing arts center. Yes, absolutely. The Jay and Susie Gouge 
Performing Arts Center. It's fairly recent, only in the last three or four years. It's a beautiful facility for all kinds of Broadway plays or concerts or comedians, performance of all kinds can be in there. And right across the road from that is the Jewel Collins Smith Museum of Fine Art. It has art from the 18th through the 21st centuries inside, a wonderful Chihuly glass chandelier inside. A story that I really love about that is it was made possible by a donation from this Mr. Albert Smith in honor of his wife, Jewel Collins Smith, on their 50th anniversary. I think it was something like it's several million dollars that he gave because she loved art so much. And I had just celebrated my 50th anniversary when I heard that story. So that no pressure on my husband to give millions to a, you know, (laughs) but I just thought that was wonderful. Yeah. I was going to say, I mean, it's it's kind of setting the expectations high because he shows up with roses and a a box of chocolates. They may not be enough. (laughs) (laughs) No, but I thought it was a very sweet story that they did that. No, absolutely. Now, when we're when we're talking about doing a visit, obviously during the fall is a great time for that. But beyond that, like what's the weather like throughout the year? And then also, are there certain festivals or events that happen throughout the year that maybe somebody wants to plan a trip around? Yes. If you don't even like football, you can come to Auburn in the fall season. And there's a big Oktoberfest that happens out at the Agricultural Center. There's Syrup Sopping Day in Lochapoca. Lochapoca is a town, it's about seven miles out from the center of town. And you'll see a mule going around in a circle, grinding the, the sugar cane and making that syrup. Or there's the Auburn Rodeo that's in the fall and spring. And you might think bucking broncos or that kind of calf roping and stuff. And there is a little of that at the rodeo, but it's mostly a a country music concert event. And that happens in the fall and the spring. The weather is mild. It rarely snows in Auburn. Oh, it's a huge event if a few drops of snow (laughs) <laughs> snowflakes go there, but it's it's very mild. Summer is good because there's less traffic. A lot of the students are at home. There's shorter lines in restaurants. So it's a good time. I think all year round, you can find something to enjoy in Auburn. For sure. And then a couple of other things that I saw that, that seemed like good events that happened throughout the year. There's a gingerbread village that's at the uh, the hotel at Auburn that seems like really cool because like I know my kids are really into it and you know the, it seems like a fun thing to do as a family. Yes. And it's free and it's beautiful. It's set up in, in a whole room and the culinary center uh, students work on it and the chef staff at the hotel work on it. They spend hours and hours and use tons of ingredients to make this gingerbread village. And it's usually places that people recognize, like they'll make Tumor's Corner into a gingerbread event and Auburn Hall and and Langdon Hall and the football stadium and all this kind of stuff made into gingerbread covered in candy. Oh, your kids would, they would love that kind of thing. And there's also in December, there is a weekend when Opelika has a, a Victorian front porch tour. And it's um, Southern Living Magazine has called it one of the best holiday events in the Southeast. And they mark off several streets and people will use these mannequins in period costumes. There'll be groups from the elementary schools singing. There'll be quartet singing, people in dress, wandering the streets. And it's just a cool thing to go and do. So you could really make a day of 
you know, shopping in Auburn, going to the gingerbread village. Oh, and they also have a tour of homes about that time where you can get inside looks at some of the beautiful homes of the area and then go to that front porch tour at night and have a great weekend there. That sounds really incredible. All I know is like when I see those gingerbread villages and the skill of these people is just, it blows my mind because like I have the, the little gingerbread kit that I bought from the store and I'm trying to like just get the four walls to stand up <laughs> long enough for the, the, the icing in there to kind of do it and it falls over and I'm like, okay, there's a reason why I don't do that for a living. Yes. Right? And you're probably not using enough icing. Or maybe the wrong kind. Who yeah, knows? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they've got it all figured out. And I mean, it, they're architectural wonders. They really are. Oh, yeah. No, that, that's amazing. Well, Connie, I really appreciate you coming back on the show and sharing all these amazing tips for Auburn. I've learned so much and it sounds like such a great experience. Definitely going to come down there for a football game sometime. And then also, like you said, like come there you know, throughout the year because there's so much to do in the city and you've encapsulated that in you, in your book as well with 100 Things to Do. We'll talk about that in a minute as well. But now it's time for the final countdown. If somebody only had time for one meal when they visited Auburn, where should they go and what should they eat? You know, I would probably go to the depot, which is on the railroad tracks. And oh, that's got a famous story about the the Auburn-Georgia Tech game one time. But you need to go and hear that story from those people. The scallops, shrimps, shrimp and grits. Now, you always hear about shrimp and grits, but this dish has scallops, shrimp and grits which just sounds amazing to me. Or if you're just there for Sunday brunch, like the day after a game or something like that, go to Lucy's and try their house-made coconut and banana toast with fig butter and caramelized bananas. Have I enticed you? Oh, wow. That sounds <laughs> so decadent. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, right on. Well, speaking, I know we've talked about, you know, so many different experiences and, and the great memories and everything. Uh, what's one of the most memorable experiences of, of being in Auburn? Well, my husband and I were there for the football season of 1971, fall of 71, when Sullivan, Pat Sullivan and Terry Beasley were the quarterback and the receiver when they made so many amazing amazing plays on the Plains. I got to give my senior piano recital at Langdon Hall, which is the oldest building in the city of Auburn. I think it dates back to 1846, if I'm not sure. And of course, watching my husband and two of our children walk across the stage, getting their degrees, have to rank up there as memorable. Oh, absolutely. I, I think there's probably nothing prouder than being a parent and watching yes. you know, either your, your husband or your children reach that, that goal that they've been working so hard for so many years. Absolutely. Right on. Well, speaking of happy memories, uh, where's the happiest happy hour in Auburn? Well, uh, Hamilton's on Magnolia has Martini Mondays, half price from 5 to 9 p.m., so that's a possibility. Or the rooftop of the Collegiate Hotel has a great happy hour. And that's a renovated historic women's dormitory. It's now a boutique hotel. So those might be good places to go if you're just wanting a special happy hour. No, absolutely. That sounds pretty amazing. Now, obviously, with the college town, uh, I'm sure there's lots of great pizza places. But what's the best place for pepperoni pizza in Auburn? I think probably if you went to Arisha Cucina, that's inside the hotel at Auburn, you're going to get a great Italian experience. Venditori's is a great spot. Or there's one called Doe Pizzeria in downtown Opelika. Wood-fired pizza, 
Of course, you've got all of the chains you can imagine for pizza, but those are some of the extra special pepperoni pizzas I would recommend. Oh, fantastic. Now, I know you've written a, a couple books related to travel. You and your husband actually went all the way to Ecuador for some missionary trips. With all that travel, like, what's one of your best travel tips that's helped you just have a, an amazing time? Well, I would just say this is something my husband and I discovered, especially when we were taking grandchildren back and forth to games, is to use the Tiger Transit on game day. You can get right off of Interstate 85 at exit 51. You can park for free at the City of Auburn Softball Complex right there at exit 51. And then you can catch the Tiger Transit to and from the stadium on game day. The shuttle buses start running. They're free, and they start running about four hours before kickoff. You don't have to fight the crowds or the traffic. You don't have to pay an exorbitant parking fee. You can just get out of your car, on the bus, go right to the stadium. And the same way, you might have to wait a few minutes afterwards because there'll be shuttle buses coming by, but they'll pick you up the same place they let you off. And then you go right back to your car and then you're on your way out of town. So that's just one of our best secrets for avoiding being disgruntled on game day. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I love it. That's awesome. Because if you can save money and time, because even if people think I'm going to be, oh, I'm going to be close to the stadium, Trying to leave, everybody's trying to leave all at once. You got 80,000 people trying to leave at the same time. You're going to be stuck there for hours. Exactly. So this <laughs> is, and the buses get, you know, kind of a right away kind of thing. They they know the, exactly how to go, what roads to take and everything. So that's something we've learned and we use that a lot. Yeah, no, I'm definitely keeping that in my, in my mental Rolodex for sure. Uh, whenever I come down for a game. So Connie, again, thanks for coming on the show. Uh, I know we we came before and, and talked about one of your other books, but now you actually have a new book that got released here in, in August. And uh, it's all about Auburn and all about the hundred things to do in Auburn before you die. Can you tell us a little bit more about the book and, and about what you do for a living? Okay. I'm a freelance travel writer and blogger. My blog is theregoesconnie.com. But this book is also published by Reedy Press. And it includes not just Auburn, but Opelika and all of Lee County. And it has a lot of history. You know, when you go as a student, you're not really interested in the history of a town. And when you go with to see your children, you don't dig into that. But when I was doing the research, I found some amazing history that happened in Auburn. A lot of that's included in the book. Some of my favorite shops are in there, favorite boutiques or how to get Auburn merchandise, and that's included in there. Music and entertainment, food and drink, of course, is is the first category in the book. And I can tell you, you're going to love eating in Auburn. But the book is now available, like I say, through my website, therego'sconnie.com slash shop. You can get order the book from me there. Or there'll, there'll be several boutiques there in Auburn that are carrying it. And I believe it'll be in Barnes and Noble eventually. It's on Amazon. So just find the book. If you want a signed copy, then you need to order through my website. Well, definitely fantastic. Well, we'll definitely include links to all those in the show notes. Connie, it's been great talking to you again. I'm glad we got a chance to connect again. And big thanks to our friends over at Reedy for introducing us. We look forward to seeing you when we travel there. All right. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. What an awesome conversation with Connie. I love watching college football and celebrating victories at Tumor's Corner is such a cherished tradition. 
You can find all the links we talked about and our webpage guide to Connie's tips at wetravelthere.com forward slash Auburn. We want to say thank you to Oase for being today's affiliate partner. Oase offers recommendations for the best redemptions of your hotel points in cities around the world. This service even compares cash versus points rates to decide when to pay cash instead of redeeming points for your stay. Go to wetravelthere.com forward slash Oase or use the promo code Lee2023 to get $20 off your membership. And if you sign up before Oase Flights launches, you'll get that feature free once it goes live early next year. Join us next time as we speak with Kathy Stokes of AARP about how to avoid travel fraud. In this episode, Kathy and I talk about the steps you should take while planning your trip and during your vacation to protect your personal information and avoid scams. We hope you join us when we travel there. I love hearing your feedback about the show. Send me a tweet at WeTravelThere or email me at wetravelthere.com forward slash contact to share your thoughts. If you've enjoyed this episode, please share it with your friends and tell me what you like most. Make sure you follow us on your favorite podcast app. That way you won't miss any of our upcoming destinations. Oh, 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 o